0: Life Audio
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Billy and the Goat The show dedicated to helping you overcome life's challenges Overcoming anxiety, overcoming adversity Please hit the subscribe button so we can stay in touch My guest today is someone many of you have seen and heard on social media As well as bringing the gospel all over the world Pastor Kelly K is is who it is. He is a husband. (laughs) Thanks for being here, brother. Thanks for being here. Pastor K is a husband, father, pastor, author, and evangelist with over 10 years in full-time ministry. Thousands have come to know Jesus through the message of love, forgiveness repentance and salvation that kelly speaks on daily with enormous passion and wisdom before coming to jesus kelly kelly was a musician and tour manager for some of the biggest rock bands in the world after a near-death car crash while out on tour kelly gave up everything and turned to jesus never looking back now he travels the world with a different purpose To see the lives of everyone he encounters Change Through the love and grace of Jesus Christ Kelly's vision Is to see as many people as possible Learn, understand And receive the true freedom, peace And joy in Jesus Christ While on this earth That the Bible promises we can have Kelly's ministry Is fueled by the desire to see People's lives change radically By encountering Jesus personally To see people set free from the chains of depression, addiction, and the mentality of, quote, I'll never be good enough. Ultimately, Kelly K Ministries wants everyone of every age and every race to get on fire for Jesus, burn bright, and share that fire as far and wide as possible. Kelly's mission is to spread the message of Jesus's love and to help People experience this love in their lives through social media, writing books, and speaking at churches and events all over the world. The overarching theme behind Kelly Kay's mission is watch what Jesus can do through you. Jesus sent us an all on a mission to tell the world about him. Kelly Kay takes this assignment seriously. And won't stop until there is no one left to tell. Kelly K, Pastor Kelly, welcome to the show. Let's do do it. it.
2: (laughs) Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it, man. So in your bio, yeah. first of all, thanks yeah, for being here. It's an honor and privilege. I'll what happened in an was- accident?
2: Yeah, You got an
1: accident years ago?
2: I had been uh, tour managing, you know, it was my, my whole life. I just wanted to be in rock and roll. That's, that's really all I wanted. That was my dream. And, uh, I was in a band and we were wildly mediocre and, um, no, nobody wanted to sign us, but I had made a lot of friends in the industry. So a uh, long story short, I ended up working for a management company and started tour managing bands. And I was out with, um, three days, grace, breaking Benjamin, red and see and uh, we had been driving in a, yeah, it that was Whoa. a crazy tour. We'd been driving in a, a Prevo bus that we had rented and we'd just bought our own bus. And uh, we had two days we had to do in a 15 passenger van. And on the last day we were driving from South Carolina back to Nashville to pick up that bus. And I was asleep in the back seat of the van. And uh, it was like six in the morning. We were right outside of Nashville. I mean, we were like 20 miles from where we were supposed to be. And uh, a construction company had left a guardrail mm-hmm. overlapping kind of into the highway, and it was like 6 a.m. traffic in in Nashville, you know, so the lanes were packed, and we were going 70 miles an hour, and he couldn't move to avoid that barrier, so instead of swerving to hit a car, he just hit it, and um, it tore the, yeah, it was brutal, it tore the entire side of the van, I've got pictures of this, it's crazy, it tore the entire side of the van open like a can opener, and uh, I came out of the side of that hole while going 70 miles an hour, and I woke up sliding on my back down the highway I thought I was on fire I just woke up burning I didn't know what was happening you know, oh my full gosh sleep, uh, when I woke up and uh, there's so many events happened right in that moment that saved my life that was clearly a, a god thing like I'd woken up about five minutes before the crash and, and rolled over uh, to my back which I sleep on my stomach I had taken off my hoodie And then I fell back to sleep, which normally when I wake up, I get up, listen to some music. They said, had I been on my stomach, uh, this metal, it had got my forehead all the way around the side of my face. They said it would have slit my throat. Uh, They said if I had had my hoodie on, it would have caught on the metal and thrown me underneath the vehicle. So all these things that happened right before the crash, minutes before. They said, had I been awake and tried to brace, it probably would have killed me. But because I was limp and asleep, I just, you know, just kind of fell right out. Right. Yeah. I've heard so, that before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was
2: crazy. So that kind of... Wow. ...touring days for me. I spent about three months in and out of a burn center. <laughs> and uh, I had
1: some... <laughs> I so.
2: really hard for me to, to travel or get on a bus or anything. I still suffer from a little bit of anxiety yep. when I fly and, and stuff um, because of that crash. But... Uh, Mm -hmm. nothing like like it was right then but that was kind of the the event that shifted everything I wish I could say it was that day that I was like "All right, God but it it still took a little bit but that was the first domino to fall that uh, got me to where I am today yeah it was crazy
1: I'm blown away wow (laughs) wow yeah I mean if that if that doesn't change you you know Wow, well, you God know, bless you, man. I'm glad you, know, you had, made it. Had that um, had happened, I, I would never
2: would have came off the road. You know, I was living what I thought was the dream, you know. I oh was hanging out with gosh. Stars every day, right. eating the eating the best food, traveling in the best cars. Like, everything was just provided for us, making a ton of money. Yeah. All the, the drugs you could want, all the alcohol, nothing cost anything. The, there was women everywhere. It was just,
0: uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't have, I yep, wouldn't have yep. walked away from the, on my own because it was too "quote unquote"
2: good, you know, it, it seemed like, hey, this is this is it, this is the <laughs> dream come true. You're living it right now, Um, but it wasn't. It was just it was bondage, and I didn't understand that that's what it was. And the longer I was in it, the more chained up I was getting. Um So, you know, people ask all the time, "Why does God cause bad things to happen?" And I'm like, you you're looking at it all wrong. God is good. He doesn't cause bad things to happen, but He will allow bad things to happen so that it shifts your focus back to him. He allowed that accident to happen. That's right. He spared my life, and he used that accident to show me what really was important, you know, and uh, it shifted my focus.
1: Oh, my goodness. I say, Wow. Man, I mean, I can... I've trained some... I've been in the the fitness industry for, geez, almost 30 years now, and I've trained some... I've trained some artists uh over the years and um you sharing that i went back to it's it's a different yeah, it's it a really different is.
2: lifestyle it's a it's,
1: y'all see y'all I see it was, differently
2: you know, it was a fairy tale and yeah. that's why as soon as these these guys come home they're so quick to go back out because you come back home and it's real life you know i got bills people need me to do stuff i gotta do something right? i gotta find the food i gotta yeah. cook, i gotta do but when you're out there it's it's magical because Everybody just bows to you. you. You wear that little laminate on your side, and it's yep. like this golden key that just unlocks everything. It. It's, it's it's not real life. It's not real.
1: Exactly. What do you What uh, do so you play, I, I what play a little bit of
2: everything, but I'm a, I'm a bass player, guitar player. I used to be a singer. But bass was kind of my, my main instrument, but... Um, on those tours, I was tour manager. I, I wasn't you. really playing. I played a little bit for Red when their bass player was gone, right. uh, having their baby and stuff. I got to fill in, but really, mm-hmm. I was just kind of managing the tours. Yeah. Well, I
1: speak for all of us, brother. Hey, thank I'm you, glad you too. made it through. <laughs> um, you, me let me. Uh, so you said that that didn't make the shift for you. When when did that come? For as far as. Praising yeah, the Lord and,
2: really, and really want to be a pastor. Is... Is... You got to go backwards first <laughs> because you know I grew up. You know I, I've, I've told my testimony before, and I remember at one church I, I told my testimony. And I had this little lady come up to me afterwards and tell me she goes, "I don't like your testimony." I'm like, "I don't, I don't like it either." Wow. She want me to give you a testaphony? Like I don't know I mean, what else you want me to tell right? you. <laughs> uh, she, she thought I should have been in prison or some horrible drug addict, but that's not the case. You know, matter of fact, I grew up in an amazing godly home. My parents were uh, sold out Christians for Jesus, man. And I grew up with the best teacher. I've known the Bible since I was two years old. I I was speaking in tongues when I was nine years old. I'm just, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit since I was a kid. Like that's what I grew up in. So when I was 13 is when I heard God tell me, very clearly, I'm supposed to be an evangelist. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to preach all over the mm-hmm. the country in, in, a, in arenas and all. I mean, he just showed me this vision perfectly clear when I was 13. But at 13, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know what to do with that. Like, okay, cool, you know. right? But as I got older, even growing up in the church, that, that just that rock and roll lifestyle is what appealed to me. That's what looked more fun. And I struggled with that. I kept trying to do the right thing, but I wanted to do what I wanted to do too. So you know, in the middle of those those music years, that's me running from God essentially. I was about as far away from Him as you could be. I never doubted God. I never uh, said I don't believe in you, God. I just said I'm going to do what I want, and if it costs me my soul,
0: i mm-hmm. to set
2: up. Um, that was a stupid thing for me to say and to believe. I didn't realize what I was saying or doing, but that's where well. I was. So, so after the crash. What happened is that's, re, you know, and I say that's when it started. I've heard God the whole time I was far from him. I heard his voice saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I've got a plan for you. I've, I've, I cannot ever tell you a time where I wasn't hearing him saying that. No matter how far from him I was, I would still hear that voice. So after the, the crash, I, I had to realign my uh, job. You know, what am I going to do? I can't make money if I'm not out on the road, but I can't go on the road because I'm terrified to be in a bus. So I started getting other jobs. That's when I started mm. dating my, my now wife. And, um, about three mm. or four months after the crash, I actually got an offer to go out on another tour and I was contemplating it actually. And, uh, my girlfriend, who's my wife now, she said, it's tour or me. She's like, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna do this thing. It's either, you know, I, she's like, I know what that life is mm-hmm.
0: there and I'm not going to share
2: you with that. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll stay. And then, Here's the thing, though. If you look prefer. at what's the common thread through my whole story <clears> of <throat> this, I was looking for fulfillment. I thought that I wanted to be some celebrity. I wanted to be a star. I thought that if people knew oh, who I yeah. was, then that's that. You know, that would be that would fulfill me. That would bring me joy and peace. So, after the music thing didn't work, I started hosting a TV show uh, that I I created and came up with. I pitched it to a TV station in in Texas and aired in West Texas, oh, wow. New Mexico. That area, and I did a lot of episodes on that, Then I got fired from that, so I started a magazine. I put out a magazine, and uh, that went for a while, then, yeah.
1: Time out. Time out. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm sorry to cut you off. You got fired from the program that you created? Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: I did. Uh, they, <laughs> I, the, yeah, the station manager okay. I had when I started the show, I thought I was hilarious. He got fired. They brought in a new station manager, and he watched one episode of my show, and he had this big meeting with the whole staff of the TV station. And he, he made this big announcement that some of you are going to be staying here. Some of you are going to have to go and right in front of everybody, he points at me and he goes, you're going to be the first to go. I, like, I cannot stand you. And he said it in front of everybody. I was like, well, that's the end of that, you know? So
1: yeah. Wow. No, okay. Was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, wow. so I started a magazine so, um, yep. that was, that was boring to
2: me. You know, it was, it was cool, but it was boring. I went from there and I started doing um, promotions for clubs. So a, a club would, would hire me, mm-hmm. they had a slow night, and I would come up with a way to make it busy. That started me doing insult comedy. So what I started doing six nights a week was these different clubs would have me come in. I would stand on the stage for four hours with a microphone, nothing scripted, and I would just make fun of people in the room. See, yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it was, it was pretty you be good I was- but Here's what's cool about that. Right. The Bible tells us that the gifts that God gives us are without repentance. Right it means He doesn't take them back. It's you get to choose who you mm-hmm. use that gift mm-hmm. for. If you use it for God, you don't use it for the world. You use it for the devil. So the ability to be able to look at people and see right through them. I've just always had. I can tell what you're feeling. I know what you're thinking. I can just. So I was using that looking at people and I was exploiting their weaknesses. I was finding these flaws and insecurities. Wow. And I would make fun of them. And <clears throat> make jokes about them. Um. And unfortunately, that was a really popular thing, because if you had me come in and do that, your club was packed. I mean, there'd be a line out the door. I had ladies punch me in the mouth. I had dudes pull guns on me. It was it was pretty brutal. Um, but, I, I but doing that, I was about to lose my marriage because I was you know drinking in clubs six nights a week. And now I was this local celebrity uh, out in Texas where I was living. And I, I couldn't escape this. And I'd been married for about a year. And my wife came to me and she's like, this isn't going to work. You know, we're going we're gonna to to have get divorced if we don't change something. And we weren't living for Jesus, obviously, at the time. But I knew that I didn't want to be divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of divorce growing up. You know, <clears throat> I never wanted to be a part of that. So I mm-hmm. said, well, the only way for me to quit doing this is we have to move because I can't stay here and just not do this. So we moved back to Oklahoma, where I live now, uh, and then I started working as an MC for the, the baseball team out there, the Tulsa Drillers, the minor league baseball team. I was the, I was the host, okay. the on-field host for yeah. that. Uh, then I started playing in some bands again, and it was just, do you see what I'm saying? It was just one thing after another, trying to make my name great, just whatever I could do.
1: I, I'm trying to keep up. I'm and trying to I, keep up with you.
2: so many things. So many
1: things. So wait a minute. Before you got back to oh, Oklahoma, where were you? I, I, you lost me.
2: Yeah. Okay. There we it's go. I'm West sorry. Texas, Woo. So a lot wow. going on. So, right. 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 I, I know it's getting a long story. I'm trying to shorten it down here. But so.
1: I no, no. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. You got time. In, in
2: Tulsa, my marriage was still just a train wreck, and uh, I, I came up with this idea for a new TV show, and I was literally going to drive to Fox and go pitch this show, and I'm driving in my truck, and I can't say it was the audible voice of God, but I can't say it wasn't either, because I was by myself, but it was so loud and booming it's all i could hear was kelly i have a plan for you and i'm still waiting on you and here's what happened i got i got mad at god in that moment and uh i and i don't recommend anyone do this but this is what i did i just said god i said it's on you then i said you want me you you need me i said then you have to come get me i said because i've tried serving you time and time again. And I keep failing and I keep going back to everything else. And I said, I'm not doing it again. So I said, if you want me, I said, my heart's open, come get me. And I left it at that. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you the very next day I woke up and it's like something shifted. I didn't want to listen to the same music. I didn't want to talk the same way. I didn't want to go to the same places. I didn't want to do the same thing. I just was hungry for the word. I started just watching pastors on YouTube because at this point in my life, I thought. I've already ruined the pastor thing that God oh my told gosh. me I was going to do. Like, there's no way he can use me now. That was my thought, was I'm too far gone. Look at me. Look at the way I look. Like, I don't look like a preacher. I don't look like an evangelist. And I started watching YouTube sermons of just preachers. And that's where I, I found some amazing young pastors with tattoos and different things. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, all right, God, you can still yep. use me, you know? And um, I can do this. Yeah. And just, so I just started watching those sermons, getting in the Word, starting to pray. And I remember going to tell my wife. One day I was like, you know, I think that I I want us to go back to church. And over the years I had taken her to church. We'd go for a few weeks and I'd stop going and then she'd stop going. And I went and told her this and she's like, Mm. no, she's like, I'm not doing that again with you. She's like, you take us and we love it. And then you stop going and you you change. She's like, so I'm not going with you. And I was like, that's fine. So I started going by myself. I started going by myself every week. I would get up and go. And eventually she's like, all right. Let, let's go we'll go with you you know we'll get the kids up and let's go all right and that was okay. it man Then our whole thing wow. really got on fire and here's what's uh, right, let, me, let me try to wrap this up let me get to this really cool moment of this so no you go, good man hey
1: I'm, so, we're right, digging this i get, I get this go point where i'm so on fire for god like that's all i want i've changed everything and
2: i'm like all right god you said you got a plan for me you said that i'm supposed to preach all over the world let's do it what does that mean And um, I sent a hundred resumes, a hundred to a hundred different churches with a picture of me, picture of my family, you know, saying, hey, this is what God's called me to do. This is who I am. I did not get one reply. Not one. Zero. Not a no thank you. Not a thanks for reaching out. Not a we'd love to have you. We'd love to meet you. Nothing. And it really broke my spirit. And I was like, all right, God. I was like, you told me to do this. Yeah. Now what? Nobody (laughs) wants me. So what Mm -hmm. do you want me to do And I heard him again, extremely clear. He said, I want you to make videos and post them on the internet. And I was like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> I, <was> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I people on the internet are mean,
0: man. This is the time you joined by He You crazy? <laughs> but, uh, I, so I like, you know, people on the internet, they're mean, they're gonna, you know, and back then, I, I was weighing almost
2: 400 pounds back then, I, I was a really big guy, and I knew that uh, I was gonna get made fun of for that, um, and I knew I had mm-hmm. all these friends that are celebrities and famous musicians, and, you know, they're gonna delete me, they're not gonna want anything to do with me, I just had this fear of what would happen if I started making these videos, so I made God a deal, you know, and oh I was my like, gosh. I'll write a blog, God, what about that, I'll write a blog, so I was, Started writing a blog, and just as you guessed, nobody right. read it, nobody, because God didn't ask me to write a blog. He told me to make a video, you know? So, eventually I got, I got
1: oh yeah, go ahead. Man, I think uh, you're probably one of the most hard headed people. Not, not That's no joke. And I, uh, man. But I'm, hey, Yo, like me, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: So when, when no one read the blog, I was like, all right, God, I will try this video thing. This is ridiculous. And I'll never forget it. So the, the new Mad Max Fury Road had just come out. And I just saw it and I loved it. So my very first mm-hmm. video was, I said, you know, Satan doesn't attack you Mad Max style. He's not all Fury Road coming at you with everything he's got. He sifts you little mm-hmm. by little, you know. It was just a video on that. Yep. i'll never forget man i got done i posted a video and the next day it had 92 views 92 views and something happened in me that i had been looking for my entire life and i had never felt it and it was this sense of fulfillment just filled me was Mm. this is exactly what i'm supposed to do like all the, the the joy I had been looking for and trying to be a musician, trying to be a comedian, trying to do, look at me, look at me, I was never fulfilled. But as soon as I gave God the glory, I stood up and oh I made I made him famous in this moment. It was like, that's all oh. I wanted to do. And I'm telling you, the next day I made a video and the next day I made a video and the next day I made a video. And I just, I did not stop. And the views went from 92 to 200. And 200 to 500, and then to a thousand, then to 20,000, 50,000, 500,000. Yep. Then they started hitting millions of views. And here's what's crazy. That's 2016 amazing. 2016 was the first time I did a video called, is it a sin to get a tattoo? And I just broke down the Bible really on what it says. And that video got 3 million views in like two weeks. And after that, my phone started ringing off the hook, nonstop of people saying, will you come speak in my church? Will you come speak in my church? And honestly, since that day that's what I've done full time. And here's what's really cool, here's what God showed me was when you sent that those resumes, the thing that kept you out of church was the way that you look. It was your tattoos and your appearance. He said, But watch yep. this. He said, The same thing that kept you out is the same thing I used to put you in. You in? And uh, it was there you that go. same video of me just showing what I look that's like it. And God can still use me and there's still a plan <clears throat> and it doesn't matter if you have a tattoo. It doesn't these things don't matter. We're focused on the wrong things. Oh my god. That's when it all happened. That's when I started making videos. And that's, man, that was it. And uh, since that day, what has been really cool is God's sense of humor is that our desires come from him, right? He puts the desires in your Mm -hmm. heart. But until they match up with him, he doesn't give them to you. So my whole life, my desire to want to be in front of people, that was from him. He gave me the ability to be comfortable mm. in front of people and to speak to people, but I was trying to use it to glorify myself, right. so it, he never allowed it to happen. But as uh, soon as I shift the goal and the it. purpose of why I wanted to be in front of people, not so that I get glory, but so that he gets glory, guess what he did? He made my I'm not famous by any means, but he elevated my name um, because I'm elevating his name. Because now he, he knows my heart is not about, I don't care if you ever know who Kelly is, I don't care if you know me. I just want you to know who Jesus is to you, and that He can bring that same thing, that same Amen. joy, that same peace, and He He can bring that to yep. That's all I want. Yep. And because the goal changed, now He gave me the desire. And you know, since that day, oh my, my the platform He's given me just continues to grow. Even right now, we're we're in the middle of some really big stuff. Some awesome doors have been opening, um, and I, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But it had to come out of a place of complete brokenness and laying myself down, saying, "All right." I don't care about me anymore. Mm. I just I want what you want because mm. nothing else is gonna do it for me. And uh, man that's a great place to be. When you finally just lay yourself down wow, you know? bro. So that's that's kind yeah. of what's going in a in a nutshell there. Yeah. It was it was a lot.
1: <laughs> I mean I'm I'm sitting here just listening to you. It's so much to just take in but like, to listen to It's like what if I I have my mouth around a freaking fire hydrant, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, open. But it, it had to be even more incredible to be you and go through it.
2: You know, some of it, some
1: right? of it was really I mean, incredible, but the, a lot of it you don't <clears throat> see is incredible until way later. You know, a lot of that mm-hmm, story, mm-hmm. you're telling it from a fun perspective, but a lot of that story wasn't fun. And a lot of that was really hard and really oh, difficult. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of moments yeah,
2: of, am I really doing this right? Are you... Are you Pleased with what I'm doing, am you know? Am I following you? You know, there was a lot of those moments, and that's when you just really have to trust that what He spoke over you is it's a promise and it's the truth, and you just keep taking steps even though you don't see the end. Because if you would have told me ten years ago, even five <clears throat> years ago, where I'd be today, I wouldn't have believed you. I'd have been like, "No way! This how how is that right. possible?" You know. Um, right. So yeah, it, it was fun. It has been amazing, but. In the middle of it, it sure didn't feel that way. But looking back at it now, when I see perfectly clear,
1: you know, in 2020, you know, oh 2020, I see his hand <laughs> over
2: everything. In the hard time, to- you know, back when I w- we were selling stuff to try to get food or gasoline, you know, I, I I collected football cards. I was selling football cards. I was down at the pawn shop every other day. You know, I've got five kids and a wife, and I don't know if you you know about trying trying to do mid- full time. Uh, there's not a lot of money in that, you know, and People come at me mm-hmm. all the time you rich pastors, I'm like, you me to come to my house. You think I'm some rich pastor, man. That's
1: how I was, man. Yep. To look back and
2: see that God, just his hand was on us the whole time, providing a way. There was always something. There was always a way. Uh, man, it, It's. I just want to encourage somebody listening that if you feel like you've missed it and that you're struggling, but you're trying to do what God asked you, you're really not in a bad position at all. I guarantee you he's working on you and through you if he takes us from glory to glory. And there's a day coming, and it's coming soon, where you're going to be able to look back and see what a blessing what you're going through today was. So, man, I'm telling you, if people will get the realization, you know, when Paul says it's, I count it all as a joy when I suffer. If you will start to see your mm-hmm. suffering as preparation for your elevation, it changes everything. Suffering, all that is, is, is God's testing you for the My next gosh. level. You can't get to the next level without the testing. We get mad during the testing. We wanna quit. But that's that's the that's what he's about to elevate you. So the, it really shifts going through tough seasons when you're like, All right, God, I can't wait to see what's next because you're moving me to the next level. I'm leveling up right now, you know? That's how we need to look at this tough times.
1: I feel like, honestly, Kelly, I feel like, like I can hear what you're saying, right? I feel like we're having an interview, and you t- you give your testimony, but you're speaking directly to me at oh, the yeah. same time. I love that. Like everything you're saying, yeah, it's just on. like, <laughs> my God, what is oh, this? God, what is going on? Uh, all through <clears throat> through through all of this, right? Were was, was there someone, your lady, your wife, that you go through when you? I mean, it. I mean, things you just just. just didn't take off. Was there a time where you weren't sure like is this really oh, going to work or
2: so, so many times Like you had your valleys? Uh here I'm going to be real transparent with you. Um Yeah. A year ago, one year ago, almost to the day, um I was going to quit ministry. I I was throwing in the towel. I told my wife, I'm ta- I'm, I'm talking 12 months ago. I yeah. told her, um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't do this and we were struggling to to provide I was struggling to provide for our family you know we're on a single income mm-hmm. and my income is whatever the mm-hmm. church decides to pay me that Sunday and if I don't have a church that Sunday there's no income right so that was how I was living and uh, I had I'd even taken a, a part-time job even though God didn't tell me to do that he told me to leave the workforce but I felt like he wasn't providing mm-hmm. so I I needed to step up so I got this job and it was just sucking the soul out of me man I was miserable mm-hmm. And we were miserable at home. We, my wife and I weren't even getting along. We were, it was just, there was this tension. And uh, I finally said, you know, I, I think I'm going to quit and go find a full time job, maybe tour again, you know, go back to something that I'd come from. And uh, I remember saying, you know, I'm just going to go pray for a minute. And I went out in my office and I just, I got on my knees and I was like, God, I need you to show me where I've missed it because. This is not what you told me. This is not what you spoke. This is not what I've seen. And again, he spoke very clear, very plain to me. And he said, Kelly, I never canceled your last assignment. And I said, what was my last assignment? He said, you quit the last assignment. I said, well, what was it? He said, I told you to make videos and post them online. Because two years, the the two years leading up to this, I'd quit posting videos. Um, I'd gotten under some leadership. Um and they didn't mm-hmm. like my videos, um which I'm oh not my gonna gosh. speak ill of anybody, especially the they were authorities
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It all came yep. down
2: to it. We found out that there was some jealousy there. Um they ended up kicking me out oh. of the, the church. Um so I hadn't I didn't make videos because everything I did was being scrutinized. Well without making the videos nobody was seeing me. Without people seeing me nobody was calling me. I wasn't putting these things together. So God said, you know, I want you to pick up your last assignment. I didn't cancel that. You just quit. So I realized in that moment, this is my fault. This is on me. I've stepped away and now I've taken God's job and I've put it into my own hands. And I said, I've got to be the provider. But the Bible never says you're the provider. It says he's the provider. Your job is not the provider. They may give you a paycheck, but God's your provider. He's the one that gave them the ability to pay you, right? So here's what's crazy. So I get up from that prayer and I'm telling you, I am telling you, 10 seconds i stand up from that prayer and my phone rings and it's a pastor that i have not talked to in a, a good year year or two I, I preached at his church before and i'm like oh sweet and he called me and i'm like hey pastor levi what's up man and he's like hey i just wanted to call you because i really felt like god put on my heart to give you some money today and i was like dang i was like all right sweet i need money That's a good call. and then he goes but then he told me not to and i was like what I was like, then why'd you call me, man? You called me to tell me you don't want to give me some money. <laughs> like, I was kind of offended, you know? I was like, why did you know? Right, yeah, because yeah. God, God told me to tell you something instead. He goes, God told me to tell you that your provision is online and you need to get back online. And I was just like, Okay, that's it. That's all the confirmation I need. Yeah, I hang yeah. up the phone, I call my my boss at this new job, and I quit right then in that second. And I told God, I said, I'll give you forty hours a week making videos. My wife had been telling me for two years, you need to get on TikTok, you need to get on TikTok. And I'm like, I don't want to get on TikTok. Oh my God. Like, that app looks awful. Like kids are I don't want to dance. Like I don't know what you're talking about. TikTok. I didn't really know what it was, you know? And I heard God say right. you need to get on TikTok. That's what the vision is. So that day, that day I made my first video on TikTok. I had like five followers. By the end of the week I had something like five thousand followers. By the end of that next month, I had over thirty thousand followers. About a, wow. month, a month or so after that, I had a hundred thousand followers, and I had been trying to write this forty-day devotional book for three years. This book that should have taken me ten days had taken me three years, and nothing was clicking. It wasn't working. I kept scratching and rewriting and changing this, and it wouldn't come together. Now, I'm doing these videos. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit back in my life again. Things are just clicking Whoa. like a machine. It's going great. <laughs> so I get the book finished. I got about 100,000 followers. I start talking about the book online. Now, I've re- that's my third book. My other two books have sold maybe, I don't know, maybe 10,000 copies total over hmm. seven years. You know, I released right. this book, and because of TikTok, for the last five months, it's been the number one Christian book on Amazon. selling hundreds of copies a day. like I I couldn't believe it. It was literally everything that God said, your provision is in the calling. What did I call you to do? Because that's where your provision is. If Christians, if we could figure that out alone, right there, what he called you to is where he's going to provide for you. But what we do is we try to take it in our own hands and go make a provision ourselves. But what happens is God's a gentleman and he says, if you want to do it, I'll let you do it. But if you want to surrender it to I'll do it for you right <clears throat> so when i finally got to that point, and now you know you know we're a few months later days so we're almost a year into this thing now and i'm a little over half a million followers and i see people get saved every single day i see lives getting changed every single day people getting set free <clears throat> people write to me saying how this this book changed their life and it's just it it blows mm. my mind what god will do yep. when you just obey him right
1: amen oh my is. gosh so, yes yeah. so just get out of your, if, your own way yeah so have I, yeah. did I go
2: through valleys? Yeah. I mean, I was two steps away from quitting completely. I mean, that's how bad the devil had got me down, had beat me down. Yep. Or I forgot my purpose and forgot my calling. Um, it can happen to any of us, you know? It really can.
1: But oh, my God! Thank God that, thank you for saying that. He,
2: he woke me up uh, at the right moment. <gasps> he sent somebody to affirm that word. I mean, it couldn't have been any, any cooler of <laughs> a moment than, than that was that day.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, what I'm hearing, man, you're exactly right. God gave you the ability and you know, the another chance and, you know, all these things, open these doors for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and something that always I think about is you didn't have to, right? For sure. You didn't I mean by right. You can be like la, 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 la. I'm not listening to you. I'm gonna Good on you, man, for I'm so glad you listened. No, you know what
0: I mean. I
2: not listening to figure out. I need to listen. Um, I did it. Yeah. So here, here's the deal. Here's what, and I, this is where I was, and a lot of Christians are in this same place. So hopefully this will help. But, um, my thing was, I would hear, I would know when God was speaking to me. I, I would know. I had a pretty good discernment. Mm-hmm. But what I thought mm-hmm. was, this is a test, and if it's a test, I have the option to pass on it, mm-hmm. and I can take it another time. Right. So right. I do that all the time. Right. God, God speaks to me, go tell this woman this, or, go give them some money or do, do this for this person. I'd be like, nah, I'll get you next time, God, you know, catch me again and, and I'll pass it when I'm ready. But when, when that shifted for me was when I realized that your obedience may have nothing to do with you and have everything to do with somebody else. Somebody else's salvation may be behind your obedience. Somebody else's blessing may be behind your obedience. When God is speaking for you to do something, it may not be a test for you. It may be life-changing for somebody else.
0: It really
2: clicked in me. When I hear the voice of God now, I I mean, I try. I don't always get it right, but I try to run to that. Whatever you want me to do, because I've I've realized I've not done what he asked, and I've done what he asked. And doing what he asked is always worth it. The payout, even if it sounds stupid, it sounds dumb, it sounds ridiculous, it might not be fun, it might hurt, do it. What's on the other side is so much more valuable than your feeling. In oh your my life. gosh. And when you learn that, that's when you get to a place where you're like, all right, I'm going to obey without delay. I mean, when you look at everybody in the Bible that had favor with God, that had the fear of the Lord, one common thread between them is they obey without delay, man. Right? Abraham is supposed to sacrifice Isaac. God tells him, go sacrifice your only son, your son that I promised you. go yep. sacrifice him. What would you or I say? What would anybody say? Well, I'm going to pray about that. Nah.
1: Right. He
2: <laughs> right. right. would. And here's what happens. Whenever somebody, if you ever hear somebody, and I hear it all the time, mm-hmm. well, you know, God's been dealing with me about that for a while. You know, he's really been working on me. What you're doing is bragging about your disobedience. What you're saying is God told me to do something, and I'm choosing not to do it for a while because I think my way is better. You're bragging about your disobedience. I love Abraham. It says early the next morning he got up and went on his way. God said, kill your son. He didn't go, "Uh, are you sure? That's crazy. That's stupid. You told me I could have this son. He just got up to go do it. Why? Because he knew. The reason that God's asking me this, I may not know. But here's what I do know. No questions
1: asked. It's worth
2: it. I'm going to do it. And uh man, and that's where I want that's where I tried I try to live. Um I try to my one of my key uh statements for my life is to be fully convinced and it's out of that story where it says Abraham was fully convinced that God will do whatever he promises. If we are fully convinced of that, no matter what he says we'll do it because we're convinced that what it what's on the other side is worth it. What happens is we're not convinced. We think that maybe mm. it'll be better if we do it our way. Maybe it'll be better if I
0: mm. do this. Mm. But
2: then, that's why the Bible says rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. That's a pretty heavy statement. That's a heavy scripture that says, right. what would you?" You know, especially in our culture, we we think of rebellion as a badge of honor. You know, I'm a rebel. I do what I want. You know, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Listen, when right? You, when you yeah, that was When you rebel against authority, what you're saying is, God, I know what you want, and I'm going to choose to do the opposite. Well, if you're not serving God, who are you serving? See what I'm saying? Satan. So rebellion there you go. is as sinful as witchcraft. So do obedience to the Lord. When you know the right thing to do and don't do it, it's the same as, as worshiping the devil. Because you're saying, God, I know what oh you want, gosh. but I'm going to choose my way instead. So, right, I want to be fully convinced that no matter what He tells me, it's worth it. It's worth it. And Amen. for the most part, I, I get it. But every once in a while, I still I still miss it sometimes. But, uh, the 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 sign of a mature Christian isn't how much they <laughs> obey. The sign of a mature Christian is how fast they run to the cross when they don't. Um, how fast do you repent? Because we're all going to miss it. But we're not all going to go back right. and say, all right, God, I did yep, miss it. I'm yep. sorry. Let's try this again. That's the sign of a mature believer is how fast do you run back to him when you, when you don't gosh. know what he asked and you make it right. So uh, I try to live with That's that so in the front of my mind every single day. And it's really it's really helped me because God asked me to do something all the time that I sure don't want to do.
1: <laughs> I right, do want I'm right there with you man. Right hey man. I'm picking on what you are putting down. Let me ask you this. So your family you got 5 kids that have one well, I have one son and I, wow. How no doubt. <laughs>
2: no doubt. I'm jealous. No
1: kid. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm not. Um, no, no, no. So, no, right? No, no. So how how is it with your family? It in in, in what you do in in the ministry and how has it been faith in your family been absorbed? Uh, I I am honored to say that all
2: of my kids love Jesus. Um, We're kind of worried about Jet. Uh, She's two. She claims to love Jesus but I see no fruit of Christ in her life yet. Um, She's two. I'm (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. kids that are adults, a 22-year-old, a 10-year-old, mm-hmm.
2: and a 13-year-old, and they're all doing their thing, but they, they all love the Lord. They, they serve Him. They have great right, works of right. God. I have an eight-year-old son, and uh, he travels with me a lot. He loves to go with me on the road, so he's really getting the word in oh, him. Oh, wow. He's starting to understand it, and then uh, we got little Jetty, who's two, who was a, a COVID
1: surprise baby um, that we didn't know that we needed, but God decided we did. And, uh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. You were speaking at another church, yeah.
2: Yeah, I told, uh, I, I told everybody that's what happens when you pull a preacher off the road. We have too much time on our hands. These kids that's it. Up. Right. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But no, there wow. And actually, you know, I was praying over my son, my eight-year-old, and I, I really kept thinking, like, okay, God, he's going to be a preacher. You know, he's going to follow, you know, follow me and do what I'm doing. And when Jack came along, I heard God say, nah, it's her. It's her so uh, i'm and of course so she's the oh, most wow. uh, hard-headed kid that i've had out of the five you know doing it her way and i'm like oh yeah she's a mm-hmm. preacher yeah for sure so yeah so that's the, the our, all my whole family man we we love jesus we're all serving him together doesn't mean we don't go through hard times matter of fact last weekend my wife and i got in the biggest fight we've been in probably in five years because i came home from preaching in phoenix and uh that that morning i got home got off the plane and i told her hey i have to go preach tonight again you know somewhere else and she's like can we not just have one day like can you give us one day wow. of your time and i got I upset i was in the wrong here by the way let me just preface with i was in the wrong and i was like mm-hmm. i was like what do you mean take a day off like we're building something you know we're planting seeds you know we're doing all this good stuff for god and i i totally yeah. forgot that my family's my first ministry and that mm-hmm. um they need time with me too, and it's not a bad thing to take yep. a day off. And I had to repent and tell her I was sorry, and it, it turned into a really a big deal, you know. Because wow. in my mind, I'm I'm doing yeah. God's work, you know.
1: But I missed yeah. it, and uh, I had to repent. Oh man! So it's still a struggle. It's so good, man. But-
2: we are on the right. same page as a family, and I try to take them with me when I can. I'm going to to Pennsylvania Thursday, and my wife gets to go with me this time, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. She's a worship yeah. pastor at our church, so it's hard for her to leave, you know, on the weekends and go with me. Okay, okay. So that's right. why people ask all the time, you know, where's your wife? Where's your wife? I'm like, well, she's leading worship at our church. She's being a pastor, too. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. But we, we manage, and there's definitely God has given a grace to our family in this season, and... Uh, and we appreciate that. doesn't mean it's always easy, but we do see the greater goal and uh, what we're working for. So it's, it's good if everyone shares the same vision. Uh, a house divided can't stand. So if my wife Amen. ever said, hey, you're done with this, I would have to really go to God and say, all right, you know, we need some unity here. What do I need to do? Uh, mm-hmm. But luckily, she hasn't said that. She just says, I need a day. And uh,
1: oh, my goodness. I can do that. That's least, the least I can do. There, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Woo! I didn't know what to expect. Truly, I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't expecting that, but it's like, I mean, (laughs) like, I hear so much. um, And, man, I'll share with you, you know, another time. Um, Man, this has been so powerful. What nuggets would you share with, you know, our audience? Um, What's wisdom? What? In any. Oh man, you know, y- I've given a lot. Like some so go tos. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like some, like some go tos. You know? And, you know, some of the, the biggest things that I see
2: people dealing with the most, that if I, you know, if I, if, I was just thinking this the other day. If I only had one <laughs> thing I could preach for the rest of my life, if I could only teach one thing, what do I really want people to get? And it's the freedom that they have in Jesus. That's really what I want people mm-hmm. to get because. You know, doing these videos and stuff on social media, I get I get thousands of, of messages a day. There's no way I could read them all. There's no, no right. possible way.
1: Yeah. But when wow.
2: I do try to go through them, most of them are the same. And they're, they're worded differently, but they're asking the same thing. And it's, you know, can I be a Christian and still smoke? Or can I drink and be a Christian? Will mm. I go to heaven if I do this? Am I going to go to hell if I do this? And I just want to scream, do you not know who Jesus is? Do you not know what Jesus bought and paid for for you? Your sins are forgiven. Your past sins, forgiven. The sins you're going to do today, forgiven. The sins tomorrow, 50 years from now, they're already forgiven. Jesus already bought and paid for it. You don't have to walk around carrying this guilt and shame for the things that you do or don't allow in your life, right? Understand this. If you've given your heart to Jesus, you've given everything to him. And you were serving him. I'm not saying set a prayer in church one time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying you were living a committed relationship with Jesus. You're going to heaven. Can you smoke and go to heaven? Absolutely. Can you drink beer and go to heaven? Yep. Can you look at porn and go to heaven? Yep, you can. Paul said, all things are lawful for me because I have Jesus now, right? But not all are beneficial. Understand this. Just because you're free to do something because Jesus paid the price doesn't mean that we should. Right? Right? We un- we mm-hmm. need to understand we don't have to carry guilt and shame for these mistakes for these these sins that we allow in our life Jesus paid for them but we also need to look at what is this doing to me in my life you want to smoke mm-hmm. go for it but also it's going to hurt your body and God's got a call on your life here's You're a price to preach take the gospel and that may end your call soon right you you want to you want to do drugs you want to look at pornography awesome what does sin do you can still get to heaven Jesus paid for it but sin separates you from God meaning when you choose those things over doing what god remember we already talked about obedience when you're choosing that you're stepping out from under god's umbrella of protection i didn't say he moved it from you he's not mad at you remember you're the righteousness of christ you're forgiven you've already been bought and paid for you step out from under his umbrella and now you you're going to heaven sure but your life's going to feel like hell you're going to go through hell on earth because the enemy has full reign to attack you you're chaining yourself up in bondage by allowing this stuff in <coughs> your life. But to keep asking over and over, can I, am I going to heaven if I do this? You've missed the point. The point is, why would you want to? Right. Why would you want to? So many Christians are so concerned with just getting in the gate of heaven. I just got to get in. I just got to get in. There's a pass, right? Family to the world in July. Don't do that, by the way. It's brutal, uh, so hot. But I took them in July, and I, as we were walking in, I remember walking through the gates of Disney World thinking, like, dude, this is amazing. This place is insane, you know? But right when you walk in, what's there? There's, like, the stroller rental thing. There's a customer service desk, you know? the shop to buy ponchos in case it rains. So many people are just worried about getting into heaven, not realizing that by just getting in, you're just going to spend your time at the stroller rental, man. There's so much more to heaven than just getting in the gate. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you got in. But you know what? I want to ride all the rides. I want to see all the characters. I want to go to the restaurants. I want to do all the stuff. We got to understand. Listen, listen, watch this. Watch this. I'm going somewhere, I promise. If I were to tell you, hey, the next 50 years of your life are going to be based on how you (laughs) lived your life today, would it change the way you live today? Everything that you do from today is going to determine the next 50 years. If you you, you don't mess up, you don't sin, you know, you you put God first today, you're going to have a blessed life the next 50 years. But it's all based on today, just what you do today. Would you live today different than you would any other day? Mm. Absolutely, you would. Understand this life here is like one day compared to eternity. What we live for in this life is our preparation for eternity. Every choice you make, every action, you're storing up treasures in heaven. There's going to be people that get to heaven. They got no treasure there. They're just going to be hanging out. Why? Because they, they accepted Jesus. They lived for him, but then they allowed all this other stuff. They never obeyed. They didn't do what he was asking. They just, I, I still want to smoke. I want to drink. I want to cuss. I want to watch porn. I want to do all those things. I love Jesus. Gave him my heart. Cool. You got into heaven. Have fun at the solar yeah. rental. But everything that I'm doing in this life is preparing my next life. That's mm-hmm. why the Bible says we need to be focused on heaven, not focused here.
1: Everything right, I right. here
2: is a seed that I'm planting, and I may not yeah. see the harvest of it, oh, but God. I want to see it there. So it should change your perspective. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I want people to understand absolutely what have in Jesus that you don't got to carry guilt and shame for your mistakes, but you also shouldn't want to keep choosing them either. Just don't because be we from sin doesn't mean we're free to sin. But people, the devil is the the one who brings condemnation. Not my Bible says there's no condemnation in Christ. My Bible says God didn't send his son in the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him, right? So that's, that, if I could just teach one message, and that was a horrible way of doing it, I know. But nah, that's what I bro, want people to understand. That you, was right
1: on. You're that's so right on, free.
2: Brother. But how you live in this life is going to determine the next one. And I don't want to spend all my time at the stroller rental, my man. I want to ride the roller coasters. I want to I want to oh, meet all the characters. I want to do all
1: the things, you know? Hey, we're going to end right there. That was wonderful. Sure. Thank you, brother. Wow. Allow me to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much, much more.